Well, praise the Lord. It's great to be in his house today. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. The title of the message, Bait. Fishermen know its use. Fishermen know its purpose. Fishermen know its effect. And the result of using proper bait, the right bait at the right time. I'm sure we've all seen a tackle box in our time. Fishing equipment, rods, reels, hooks, and nets. I remember the fishing year of my grandfather. The time of the New Testament had come. Jesus Christ was on the scene. He walked the earth. And one day he was walking by the sea and he put out a call. A call to fishermen. The Gospels tell the tale. Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. In the boat was Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. There is no mistake the call to fishermen. And if we could interject here and acknowledge the fact that we all take to the sea of life, seeking to pull in a catch. Jesus put out the call. He called out to fishermen. He called them to a new way of life, a new focus, a new purpose, a new flow, a new seeking. It's not for all called of the Lord Jesus to forsake their present vocation and manner of means. The lesson here is that the Lord Jesus wants to make all of us into fishers of men. There is no greater catch. Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20, and as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother who also were in the boat mending their nets, and immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants 
and went after them. We can learn from these fishermen. At the call of Jesus, they immediately responded. No hesitation. They immediately stepped out and stepped forward. They left things behind. They chose to follow. You know, there must have been something compelling in his call. (laughs) It must have moved their very souls. Or perhaps a holy curiosity took over, for had anyone ever put out a call like this? Fishers of men? What could this mean? How do you do it? What kind of hook do you use? What kind of bait? Is there a time for nets? So many questions and such a simple call. Follow me and I will make you. I will make you become a new way of life, a new focus, a holy purpose. You know, Jesus is still putting out the call. He is still calling out to those on the sea of humanity. He's calling them to follow. Calling us to follow that he might make us fishers of men this becoming. This becoming as we follow. And it might just be that he wants to use the very skills we've developed and grown into, the very giftings and talents and abilities he's granted us by his grace. You know, the truth is so often we look to serve by different means. How do you fish for men? Well, Jesus obviously had the answers. A hook would no doubt be of value. And what of a rod? Bait, properly administered, would surely prove profitable. And yes, there would be a time for nets. Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. 
So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all left behind and followed him. You know, I can't help but notice, it seems that Jesus paid for the use of his platform that day. This message could have easily be called, been called Fishes of Men, or perhaps Catching Men, or even Jesus' School of Fish. Why bait? Well, you know, in the work of fishing for men, there has been much bait used since the time of Jesus. Trying to get people to bite the hook, to take the hook, that they might be caught up in the name of the gospel, that they might be saved, that they might be pulled from the waters of humanity, that they too might answer the call and become fishes of men. So many different types of bait used over the years. Has it worked? Has it been effective? Has it done what it was supposed to do? You know, I venture to say that should the Lord Jesus tarry, there will be bait used in the name of gospel fishing until the day he returns. If we are going to use bait, we need to make sure it is of the Lord. Pure. Righteous. By the Spirit of the Lord today, bait is only good if there is a hook of integrity. There's a lot of bait used in the name of gospel fishing, but the bait is not the power. I think of even our personal testimonies. One stated, we must remember that our testimonies are not the gospel. Oh, they are powerful, but the gospel is the hook. Bait is only good if there is a hook of integrity, a hook of quality, of strength, of power, and pure gospel. Otherwise, fish take the bait and swim on. You say, well, not all fish take the hook even when it is there in power. 
Well, then they are without excuse. And if they have chosen their folly, back to the school of the fallen. You know, the truth is, bait isn't always necessary. The gospel is full power, fully able, lacking nothing. Yet should the Lord say or put it on our hearts to use bait as we fish, we must be careful that we don't focus and boast in the strength of the bait rather than the strength of the hook. Those who have ears to hear today, let them hear what the Spirit would say to the church. I quote, Have you ever noticed the motto emblazoned across the Salvation Army's crest? It reads, Blood and Fire. Maybe you thought those words simply signified having a courageous spirit to get out on the street and face the difficult needs of humanity, sort of like blood and guts. No, that is not their meaning at all. General William Booth, the founder, was very specific. The blood is the blood of Christ, and the fire is the fire of the Holy Ghost. That is what drove the passion and work of the early salvationists. Well, church, let's listen to the man William Booth today. Let's take in some of his words. The chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, Forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, heaven without hell. Man saw it coming. Bait with no hook of integrity. Further words, not called, did you say? Not heard the call, I think you should say. Put your ear down to the Bible and hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Put your ear down to the burdened, agonized heart of humanity and listen to its pitiful wail for help. Go stand by the gates of hell and hear the damned entreat you to go to their father's house and bid their brothers and sisters and servants and masters not to come there. Then look Christ in the face, whose mercy you have professed to obey, and tell him whether you will join heart and soul and body and circumstances in the march to publish his mercy to the world. The Lord Jesus would have a vast number, a vast company of fishermen, everyone who has answered the call about the work, Let his call grip us today. Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. How many fish is enough fish? We continue with the general's words. 
While women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison in and out, in and out as they do now, I'll fight. While there is a drunkard left, while there is a poor lost girl upon the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. This is the call of Christ. He did not call us to a life of convenience and self-focus, to be consumed with the endeavors of life, although they have importance. The call went out, follow me, and I will make you become this becoming. It's a work that only Jesus can perform. Should we take our time? Lord, wake us from ease. Can we go too fast in saving souls? If anyone still wants a reply, let him ask the lost souls in hell. You know, I love this man. The general. And the fire in his bones is at work today. Let it crank up the heat in yours. He said these words, If I thought I could win one more soul to the Lord by walking on my head and playing the tambourine with my toes, I'd learn how. You say, well... That sounds like bait. Sure does. But you know this man? He never weakened the hook. Final words from him. To get a man soundly saved, it is not enough to put on him a pair of new, new breeches to give him regular work, or even to give him a university education. These things are all outside a man. And if the inside remains unchanged, you have wasted your labor. You must in some way or other graft upon the man's nature a new nature, which has in it the element of the divine. And so I echo his words and ask of us today, will you go to his feet? Will you go to the feet of Jesus and place yourself entirely at his disposal? Follow me, and I will make you become. This call is personal. And this call is collective. Those called went together in the following of Jesus. And Jesus taught them how to fish for the kingdom. You know, the Lord loves to move in the singular and in the plural. Let's read it again, Luke 5. 
So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out, put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. What a catch. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed them. What do we gather from this? They cast the net at his command. And on the right side. He knows the waters better than we. Launch out into the deep. And he knows our craft better than we. All our ability comes from him anyways. At his word, so be it. What a haul these fishermen brought in. All these were natural fish. This right here is what the Lord Jesus would love to do. And we know that the haul he seeks to bring in is men and women. Follow me and I will make you become. I'll teach you. Launch out into the deep with me. At my command, cast the net. Let down the nets. And on the right side, shocked, stunned, astonished, and the acknowledging that they were sinful men. Verses 8 to 11, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. You know, what a day on the water. What a day on the water with Jesus. There was something about the call of Jesus. He is the great fisher of men. Follow me. What do we do with those words? How do we respond at the sound of his call? You know, I wonder if these men ever questioned the fishing abilities of Jesus again. 
Fishers of men. This is what the Lord wants to make out of us as we follow him, denying self, taking up our cross and following him daily. What's it going to take? A listening ear. Obedience according to his word. In times when bait is involved, we must be careful that the bait isn't too big and the hook too small. Or the hook not sharp enough, rather dullened in an attempt to be more palatable. It will take toil pulling in the nets. And it will astound us what he will cause to be caught and brought in. If we will answer the call, if we will follow him, if we will allow him to make us become. How many here today want the Lord to use you? To train you. To make you become. To make you into a fisher of men. Go to his feet today and place yourself entirely at his disposal. These men answered the call and left things behind. We know what it was for them, the things they left behind. What might it be for us? Peter the fisherman. I'm sure in his travels with Jesus, there were times when one fish was caught. And we know there were times when fish were caught in numbers. Peter had his struggles. We all do. But the Lord worked on the man. The Lord worked things out of the man and worked things into the man. This becoming. Follow me. From now on, you're going to catch men. The Lord believed in Peter. You know that the Lord prayed for him. The Lord knew that Peter could be used mightily as a fisher of men. The Lord made a fisher of men out of Peter. Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, that day the crowd couldn't figure out what was going on. They were all amazed and perplexed. Some began to mock, saying they are full of new wine. Oh, they were full of wine, all right. Verses 14 to 21. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, 
since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The net had been cast at his command and on the right side. I wonder if Peter thought back to that day on the water. In that moment. Is this what you meant, Lord? Is this what you were calling me to? Peter went on preaching. The net claiming the waters. We pick it up at verse 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. The hook went deep. It said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. It's time. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Next Sunday a.m. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. What of the catch? Beginning at verse 40. And with any, many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse, crooked generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And he continued, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. 
And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. How beautiful. You know, I don't know how many fish were pulled in that day on the lake, but what a catch on the day we just read about in the book of Acts. The enemy uses bait. He knows how to place it on the hook. The hook of iniquity. And oftentimes the bait is blatant iniquity. And yet sometimes it's not. Subtle in the use and application of bait. So cleverly disguising the hook. When it comes to this hook, there's no getting away with the bait. The bait itself poisons. The bait eats you from the inside. The bait rots the flesh. The bait kills. And soon enough, it's the scene of floating stench. The enemy uses people too, you know. And we too, as those that have escaped from such wicked living, must be on guard. 2 Peter 2.14, reading from the Amplified Bible, they have eyes full of harlotry, insatiable for sin. They beguile and bait and lure away unstable souls. Their hearts are trained in covetousness, lust, greed. They are children of a curse, exposed to cursing. Second Peter 2.18, the Living Bible they proudly boast about their sins and conquests and using lust as their bait. They lure back into sin those who have just escaped from such wicked living. The enemy uses bait. Church, we need the Lord to have his way in us. That all evil desire, lust, rogue passion be burned out of us. James 1.14, the Amplified, but every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, passions. That's why we need the Lord to work on us, to change us. Proverbs 29.6, God's word translation, to an evil person, sin is bait in a trap, but a righteous person runs away from it and is glad. Let's have the worship team retire today. Do you know Jesus? He walks by the sea today calling out. He sees your vessel. He sees you. 
He has a plan for you. A plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Behold, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. In this place, the hook has been cast. We've launched out. The nets have been let down. The reality is we either choose the hook and the net of Jesus or there is only one other. And should we reject this Jesus, we've made a decision to accept the way of the devil. That's how clear this is. How black and white this is. Today is Salvation's Day. Is there anyone in the room today involved in fishing that you aren't meant to be involved in? Sure, this could speak to many things, and if the Holy Ghost is pointing things out in these moments, put down the rod, let go of the net, leave it behind. Don't hesitate. Don't ignore the call of Jesus. He walks by the sea today. Imagine if those men would have ignored the call. They had a choice, free will. Jesus walked by the sea. He said, follow me. Immediately they responded. Don't let the enemy hold you back today. Don't let pride hold you back today. Don't let the fear of man hold you back today. Come to Jesus. Come and surrender. Come and place yourself before him entirely at his disposal. Is there another group here today? And you're involved in fishing you aren't meant to be involved in? You say, like, what kind of fishing? The words of Corey Ten Boom. God buries our sins in the depths of the sea and then puts up a sign that reads, No fishing. Need we say more? Leave your sins where he has buried them and heed the sign, no fishing. Today to answer the call. Perhaps you've never answered the call. Perhaps you're here and you once followed, but things have happened. Well, Jesus will give you a second chance, you know. Calls out today. Follow me. Do you want to answer the call?
Do you want him to make you become? You know, concerning humanity, the Lord knows how to catch all types. The Lord knows how to catch sharks, hammerheads, bull-nosed jacks, flounders, minnows, largemouth, smallmouth, even rainbow. Lord, help us. And the beauty is he doesn't just catch them, he cleans them. (laughs) Answer the call. Answer the call today. Lord, help us. Lord, help us today. Repent today. Be baptized next Sunday a.m., fitting for all to fulfill righteousness. And if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, ask Him to fill you with the Holy Ghost. This promise is to all, listen, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, this is when you become a dynamite fisherman. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. If you need to answer the call today, step out of your seat as we close in these moments. You say, Lord, I'm answering the call. If for the first time, or perhaps you need to rededicate yourself to the Lord today, you need to come before the Lord today and once again place yourself at his feet, at his disposal, a commitment to follow him, to take up your cross and follow him daily, to walk close with him, to have him teach you, to have him clean you, to have him make you become, that your life would have true meaning and purpose, kingdom meaning and purpose, eternal meaning and purpose that the Lord would use you. The altar's open in this house. And if there's any that need prayer as we close today, please come. Lord, we give you all the glory. Jesus, call us today. Call us today by name, Lord. We hear you, Jesus. We hear you, Jesus.